Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we'll be talking with Nino from the Moose Society NFT. We'll talk about Moose Society, the charity aspect of an NFT project, and strength of community. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of NFTs together. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show. Today's show, I have a special guest, friend of the Basefish Mafia community, the Moose Society NFT. You want to give yourself an introduction, Nina? What's up? What's up? Um, yeah, man. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Nino Rain. I am the creator and co-founder of the Moose Society NFT. Great charity project. Thank you so much for having me uh, on the show and being a part of your project as well. Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, once you joined the Base Fish Mafia, you bought a fish and kind of reached out to me. I was like, I got to get him on the show. And then, you know, a few of our members are like rabid moose society. <laughs> and so I was like, we got got to have him on. Now, now I want to make an entire rabid moose collection now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like with foam out of their mouth and stuff, man. Oh, you just gave me a beautiful idea. That would That's be awesome. sweet. <laughs> we loved your community. We loved how you all did things and it really kind of coincided with how our project is is organic community based um you know we're charity based um you know we just want to give back to other people Uh, we just want to make other people's lives better and you know we always have a goal of of course we want our members to make money right we want people to be able to flip and invest and be able to make some money right that is on the forefront for this project but we are a charity based and a community focused project. So that's why I thought we would blend well together and we have so far. So again, I appreciate you having me on. I mean, you know, you're taking your time out of your day for this and and we all appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, it was a no brainer for me and I I just, I want to get into the project and and kind of check out what you guys have going on. Sure. So I appreciate you coming here and uh, you were also on Blockchain After Dark, which is the Twitter space that I host with a few other people from the space. So, uh, you know, I know a little bit of the project and I've been, I've been to some of your MMA, uh, AMAs, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited to get into it. Since that day, uh, we have been busting out some milestones. I started the project. I say we, but I started the project um, last March. So it's been almost a year now. I was looking for a project that I could involve my son with because he's 12, he's going to be 13. We were looking at, you know, animals and we were looking at things and um, we came up with a couple ideas, but then we were like, you know, we were trying to be original, right? We didn't see a whole bunch of moose out there. Um, you know, we know kids love moose. Who doesn't love a moose, right? I mean, I'm sure uh, Boris and Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle, I think those are the only two people in this world that don't like moose. But <laughs> You know, my son, you know, he got involved. We had other animals we, that we had on the list. And then we, we, we decided to go with the moose. The reason that it started was, was given my son and I something to kind of bond over, teach him about Web3, teach him about NFTs and crypto. He has his own wallet. He has his own NFTs that I've taught him about. 
And then it kind of just barrel rolled into just something that it, 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 I didn't expect for it to go the way that it did, which is extremely great. It was just kind of, you know, I'm the only person that was doing this. So it was just a lot on one person. You know, I, I called my business partner, Sean, and I said, Hey, Sean, I got a great idea. He said, we can really, you know, make a difference in some kids' lives. And I was like, dude, this would be great to make this go global eventually. Instead of just being in the States, maybe we can, you know, help out people in other countries, you know, and, and things like that. So it kind of just snowballed from that. Then him and I were over uh, Michael Robinson's house one day and we were talking about NFTs. Mike was like, oh man, that's a great idea. You know, you guys have a great concept and things like that. And we were like, would you like to be a part of this? And I don't know if you know who Michael Robinson is, but he's a Super Bowl champ for the Seattle Seahawks. We brought it up to him and he's like, hey, I have this foundation, you know, that helps kids out. He said, I could really use some, you know, help exposing that to the, to the masses and you guys could use some help too. So that's kind of how the whole thing started. And then I just kind of took it from there. We've raised 1600 and uh, I think $72 for the children's hospital so far. Uh, we have another donation of $2,500 we're getting ready to make in a couple days when we do our live show on Sunday. So we're making strides. Um, you know, the, the project was mainly created as a self-sustaining project. We understand that this industry is money hungry. So we wanted people to be able to get into the project with one purchase, continue the project based off of loyalty, meaning that the longer they stay, the more rewards that they earn. And that then you can use those rewards to go down the path of the rest of the project. It's really all about community. Um, I've told everybody from the beginning, I'm not money hungry. You know, our mint price was low for new people to be able to get into the industry, to get into the NFT space. And we have 80% of our holders were first time NFT holders. And I know I say that kind of crazy, but 80% of the people that hold our moose were first time NFT holders. They were scared. They were on the fence about, you know, investing into something. Um, you know, so many rug pulls out there, so many projects that just do not give us, you know, crap about, you know, people, period. They just care about the bottom dollar. And, um, you know, a lot of people entrusted us with this project and, and a lot of people made us their first project. And, and I'm proud of that. You know, we got people messaging us and we have a good community that if you need help, you message something in the regular chat, somebody will help you. We are fully there for people. We don't want you to get ripped off. We want you to be safe. You know, that's kind of where the project went. I mean, there's a lot more details about the project, but that's pretty much why it started and how it started. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, you know, I see a lot of similarities, at least in the community aspect, to Base Fish Mafia with like the education uh, part. And, you know, since we partnered with NFT for Newbies, we do get a lot of first time NFT buyers. And, you know, those are the type of holders that they're quality holders because they're going to come in, they're going to participate and be active in the community, but they're also going to, you know, hold the NFT and, you know, if they believe in the project and the educational aspect of it, those, you know, those are important holders to have. And uh, that's awesome that you guys have that going on for sure. Well, I tell everybody, man, and, and you know, I, I think you can, this resonates with you and, and everybody else too. I mean, if you're awake, you're learning. And if anybody comes into this space, like, oh, I know this, I know that, know it all, bro, those are the first people you want to get out of your community because they are going to run you into walls and run you down paths you don't want to be. You know, 
It's the community yeah. people that want to learn with you. Because I've told people, look, I don't know everything. Who knows everything? Nobody. Even people Nobody. that write books mess up. They have editors. So you can't tell me that this person that wrote this professional book did it without help. I always tell everybody, listen, we are always learning. If you make a mistake, chalk it up as tuition and let's keep pushing forward, man. A lot of people trust you. You are the leader. You are the, they take your opinions. They, if you say just the slightest thing about a, a, another project, dude, I've seen people run and buy it just because you've said something about it. I, I kind of consider people who've been in this space for quite some time or are team members of at least established projects, um, because anybody can be a right. team member of a new project. I see so many people who come into this space and they start a project within the first week of being in it. You know, I consider it being an NFT ambassador, like an ambassador to the space. Right, right. Like you touched on before. I mean, I don't know everything and I don't, any, nobody does in this space. It's only, it's almost been a year for me. You know, I still try and learn something new every day. We're going to get into the project a little bit here. So the min price was, help me out. 0.01. Okay. So 0.01. You're on the Ethereum blockchain. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Smart move. Now, with a with a min price that low, I love the entry point. I mean, anybody can get into this project, become a community member, which is excellent. Also, giving back to Children's Hospital, which is another plus. When a min price is as low as yours, how does how does a project sustain itself economically? We had that issue. We had the questions. We had the fud in the chat. Uh, how can anybody spend money, more money on gas than they did on the NFT? Comes down to it, man. If you're here for profit, then we understand where you're coming from. But if you're here for the community and to grow the community and see this project pushing forward, then a lot of people didn't care. I don't care about spending more on gas than the NFT. A low price point is a low price point. That's perfect. But how does the project itself sustain? Gotcha. Okay. So my whiteboard is completely filled. Um, I've had a plan ever since, you know, March, right? So it's really about making a good plan, sticking to it and executing it is, is really where it comes into place. So we have earmarked all the money. We've gotten estimates before we've done anything. We've gotten four or five different things. We've interviewed several people to make sure that we had a good budget. Some of the money that we had initially went into some of these things that are being developed now anyway. Um, you know, like our second, I mean, our third contract. Um, we have like six contracts total in this entire project. The sustainability here comes from, you know, we haven't sold out yet. I have been running this whole thing off of the money that we've made so far. This is your third drop, right? Yeah, this is our third phase. Yep. Okay. And you sold out the first two. Yep. And the mint yep, and price, same for those? Uh, no, the, the first original mint price was um, for the OG of the first 500 was 0. 0.004. Okay. So it was like 16 bucks. So, and then the second uh, phase was the same. Okay. 0.01 was the second phase, and we stayed with 0.01 with the third phase as well. You know, the project sustains itself with the money that we bring in from the mints, of course. Um, you know, we have crowdfunding as well. We have other things that are going on. And I don't want to say too much with, with the ICO, but we do have the ICO dropping in about 60 days for the token. You know, everybody that's held a moose has been earning 10 moose tracks a day and you know in about 60 days this ico is going to drop with the pre-sale 
and everybody that has been holding and been a part of this since December 24th is going to be rewarded really well. You know, if they want to sell them, they can sell them for Ethereum if they want to. You know, this is where the, the profitability of the project comes into play too. Uh, passive income, you know, when the ICO drops. So, awesome. you know, we do, we do have some big plans with the project, but also in the actual contract of the ICO, uh, that has a charity function as well. So it'll automatically be pulled out, uh, 5%. Every transaction will be going to charity. You know, and on Twitter, I have seen, you know, the Moose PFPs around and, you know, the artwork is very cool. It's, it, it's different. And, you know, there's some of the special ones that I've seen. I think there's like the gold and there's like Christmas and there's, it's yeah. very cool. I do enjoy the artwork. Thanks. Well, wait till you see the, wait till you see the mini moose. Mini moose is coming out, uh, March 20th. The first mini moose is set to come back from the side quest on March 20th. So we have the mini moose coming out and the mini moose is what you use to run through the next part of the project. So we have hero boxes and serums after that. Um, if you choose the hero box, um, that'll turn you into a super moose. And if you choose a serum, it'll turn you into a mutant moose. We've already got the artwork done, generated for the mini mooses. Uh, the super mooses are already um, halfway done. You know, I'm I'm knocking this roadmap out, man. And like you said, sustainability, right? Like I've done all this with the money that I put up front and the money that we have sustained so far, even with buying a sandbox land because we we buy we already have a box and you know a space in the in the sandbox. Doing $10,000 in giveaways in the community, you know, being able to pay for some other things inside Discord. So, and we still got a chunk of money left that we were still working with for devs and, and, and things like that. So, I mean, I think we're on a good path. I'm glad we didn't have that fake hype. I'm glad we didn't have that paid promotion. You know what I mean? Like that, that crazy shill, you know, 50, 60,000 people. And then you got to kick out 30,000 bots. You know what I mean? Like, no, 100%. Um, I'm very for organic growth because this is a marathon. Um, plan on being in the space a very long time. The quick pumps, the, you know, paid marketing, uh, influencer marketing. That's, that's not what you're going to need for longevity. That's only for a short time because you can't pay an influencer for years. You know, once that person moves on, you're going to see a dip. So it's also once his entire following has been sponged. So you hit that one influencer two or three times, all of his people already have seen you. The next time they see you, they're not going to, they're not going to come and unfollow you and follow you again. So it just, the numbers drop off drastically after, you know, two or three times. So you're right there. There is, this is definitely a marathon. It's a long stride. I mean, as long as you have your community and your community has bought into the plan and they believe in the project, I mean, that's all you need. You're making strides. I think the rest of the stuff that the majority of the NFT community holds as like the gold standard doesn't matter as long as your community is strong. I mean, that's all that that counts. I just interviewed threesomes and their Garado. I mean, it's a self-sustaining community of three to 400 people. And that's all you really need. So that was a question I had for you. How is a better way to be able to contact and message holders that A, aren't on your Twitter or aren't in your Discord? You know what I'm saying? Those people that saw your project on Rarity Sniper or Rarity Tools or NFT Calendar and just went and bought because that's the type of people that they are. How do you contact those people and say, hey, you have perks in the community. Come and be a part of it. 
Like that's one thing I'm stuck, bro. I, I don't know how to get everybody into one area. Like what do they call it on Twitch when people, they come in, they don't want to talk and stuff being lurk- lurkers. Right? Lurking, yeah. Right. So there's NFT lurkers as well. There's people that just buy them, throw them in their wallet and forget about it. 100%. Well, I mean, I can give you a little bit of insight. Um, you're always going to have people buy the NFT and just set it and forget it. Or that they, you know, it's, there are a lot of people who don't like to participate in Discord because Discord is new or they don't like it. And Twitter is the same way. You know, people have probably liked the artwork or the concept. You know, a lot of people, especially with like giveaways and raffles, I don't even enter them anymore because I can't win them. Right. <laughs> chances are winning them are low so <laughs> that like collective mindset that starts to happen where like so many people think they can't win so they just don't end so what yeah. you can do to kind of reach out is you can either set up a newsletter like through email that is one way with that you'll be able to contact people from a different age group 35 and up maybe 40 and up who don't use Discord, who don't use Twitter. The other way you can do it, you know, you can branch out to other platforms. They're on our Instagram and nowhere else. And then there's people who are just on Twitter. And then there's people who are just in the Discord. So you just have to cast a wide net, you know, through their wallets on OpenSea. Hopefully some of those holders have their social media um, links. And then right. you reach out to them. You just have to be very proactive in searching for these for your holders. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I I um I, I think the other thing was is that I I don't want to pronounce this word wrong, but animosity is that is that right? Anonymity. And an, if you don't want to be known, <laughs> anonymous. Yeah. If you want to stay anonymous, there we go, buddy. Thank you. Like I do want to try to pull you out of your shell and and get you to be more social and. But if that's not you, I don't want to force somebody, but I also don't want to call somebody out either if they were just trying to lurk and just be. That's also a great uh, statement. Some of the people, especially in the NFT space, it's new. So they're new to this whole you know thing that's going on. So sometimes it's not that they need like a push or a nudge. Sometimes they're looking to be reached out to on a personal basis. So just reaching out and kind of kind of just reaching out to them in a very polite and nice way and if they don't answer you or they are not interested leave it be just reaching out i don't think is is an invasion in my opinion for the charitable aspect of the project can you explain a little bit of how that goes into play like what what gets earmarked and how do you go about delivering the money that you're giving yeah, so um, our actual first uh, official donation uh, will be this Sunday during our live show. Uh, right now we're doing Quest Week. Uh, Quest Week is a week where I came up with little individual things for the community to be um, involved in, work together with, and um, complete. Um, yesterday we just got done doing Charity Quest. Uh, we raised $760 some dollars uh, for the Children's Hospital yesterday alone. I'll be going live and doing a donation to match um, whatever everybody does this week. So to answer your question about earmarked, 20% from all the secondary sales that we have are going directly into a charity wallet. We're working on trying to figure out a way to be able to pay Ethereum 
the way that we are going to do it this first time is I'm going to go ahead and take the Ethereum out of the account. And then we're just going to pay, um, you know, using our, our, our debit card for the donation for this first time until we can try to figure out a way to let people make, uh, you know, Ethereum donations. I mean, Children's Hospital is amazing. And, you know, it's really too bad with cryptocurrency and, you know, giving back because it's, it is difficult to pay a charity in, in crypto. And we, you know, at Facebook yep. Mafia had that issue with, you know, our Sea Shepherd donation. There is a website. It's called thegivingblock.com. I'm not sure if the Children's Hospital is on there, but it would be really great if charities would start, you know, being a little bit more open to how they get their donations. Because, you know, there's a lot of people in the NFT space that are trying to donate, you know, to nonprofits and to help yep. out. And they get turned away because they don't want to deal in cryptocurrency, which is kind of ridiculous in my thing, because I thought it was about helping people. Right, right. All right. I want to thank the Moo Society, NFT, and Nino for coming on. If you want to just tell people where they can find you. MooseSocietyNFT.io. Uh, that's all the information. And then uh, Discord.gg forward slash MooseSocietyNFT. Excellent. I really appreciate you taking the time and jumping on the podcast. Dude, I appreciate you too, man. Thank you so much for everything. And uh, I love your project. Community is amazing. Again, from the bottom of my heart, uh, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity uh, to come on here and, and tell you about my, my passion project. So thank you again. Of course. Thank you. And that's it for the show. I want to thank my guest Nino for coming out from the Moose Society NFT. We'll be back next week with another great episode. We have so many great guests from the space coming on. Uh, it should be amazing. As usual, my supporters, everybody who listens to the show, who's left all those five-star reviews, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's been amazing. I really appreciate the support from the Base Fish Mafia community. It's overwhelming. I'm the mayor. And you're listening to the NFT and Chill Podcast.